0: going to look twice at you till i see the christ in you. welcome to another feed walking conversation walking we'll meditation we continue this week with this uh, journey about uh, the elimination of hurry uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer is our kind of little script or, or guideline and we have talked for several weeks already about the problem of hurry, you know, and the kind of the start focusing on the solution and uh, the, the solution is not just just time to rest but the solution really is is more like a, a time with God uh, the solution is, is in Christ and we are Exploring now um, uh, practices that could be helpful for us to um, to grow and to eliminate hurry in our lives. So uh, we talked about silence silence, and solitude last time, and today we're going to talk about Sabbath. It's an exciting conversation. Sabbath is coming back, it seems to me like, uh, at least in, in, in some of the Conversations that I have is coming back more and more people are talking about Sabbath it seems that we had a, a season where we put Sabbath like in this category of practices oh that, that's great right That that's great but we don't need it I don't know if it is the the uh, desperate need that we have because of all the anxiety and the speed and, and life and COVID and all of those things um that we are coming back to Sabbath. Maybe it's just technology, right, that is bringing us to some limits. And we discover that we need more than just a break. We need a, a real, real break. I think it's uh, Walter Bormegang who say it's not just the break that uh, kind of uh, renews, but it's, it's a break that transforms our lives. So, and that is the approach of this conversation, right, about Sabbath. I really like the way in which... Uh, the the author starts the conversation about Sabbath he doesn't start saying you're tired you need a break he talks or starts the conversation about Sabbath talking about desires right beautiful way to to put it. he acknowledges something that uh, it it is very helpful as uh, understanding uh, the need of Sabbath he talks about the capacity this human capacity that we have for deciding things is <laughs> unending we keep longing and, and wanting more and wanting something different i always uh, tell my kids or, or, or some friends you know you might want something and you really have worked hard for that but i don't know it might last a couple of months your excitement and you gratitude for that eventually it fades and you find that you are deciding something else <laughs> And desires are not necessarily bad, you know. I love uh, C.S. Lewis in his conversation about this, uh, these desires that are being a little bit the reflection, the glimpse of something that we long for, but it is it will not be uh, attained until we are in heaven, right? It's, uh, he talks in very beautifully about the, the smell of the flower that you never really Smell, or, or the view of the place that is so beautiful, but you've never been there. Somehow, it's in your mind. It makes me think of this uh, scripture: eternity is hidden in our hearts. In the books of Ecclesiastes, we long for God. And the thing is that these unfulfilled longings and desires can be either a point of connection, right, with God or can be a point of distress. I say spaces of deep distress or spaces of deep connection with God. Isn't that beautiful? I Because it, it, it redeems the idea of, of the desiring heart. It's not bad. It's not that I don't have to have desires. It's that my desires are uh, rooted in a true self and a false self, right? I, I, could, I could make up that my... Uh, Leslie, lustful and I'm not talking about just uh, sexual <laughs> anything but you know I want more greedy desires are based on this false self this this uh, is like the like the tomb says the book of Proverbs it, 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 you know it never is never satisfied, there's always more or this place of desires can be a place of connection and recognizing that Uh, I I love that. It's quoted in the book. You know, we we are restless because the only place that we find rest is in you, and that's Augustine. So that's how we start thinking and talking about the Sabbath and and exploring the nature uh, of our own desires, my my never-ending desire, my my unsatisfied longings. What those desires are telling about my soul, my spiritual life. So then talking about Sabbath, uh, yeah, the, the meaning of Sabbath means to stop. And far being just stop out outwardly. Stop working, stop, uh, uh, I don't know, um, doing things just kind of a, as a law externally. is a, a deep invitation to stop internally too. The external struggles, right? And the internal struggles. I love... Uh, it was signif- significant for me when I start approaching Sabbath as a place to stop worrying. What if I stop worrying? <laughs> what if I put my worries for tomorrow? They are going to be there. You know, maybe I'm not going to do anything today. But, but just worry. So what if I stop striving? Or... I stop uh, desiring things that, you know, I I don't have right now. What if I just stop and take a break? I have to admit that this idea of stopping, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain it, it, but as I start practicing a little bit of silence, something of that relates to this idea of stopping internally, right? That I can... Take a deep breath and actually say, "This is Sabbath. This is a place where I need to stop of, of that, that anxiety, that that running after something, you know, catching up with something, keeping everything uh, done." So, is is uh, is not the day, and I uh, I know it's very helpful to remember that it's not the day, and I think this is the way that the author put it puts it. It's not the day when I stop my my pain job so I can do my non-paying job, right? It's not just, okay, now I need to do laundry and this and that. Actually, it's a day to stop, (laughs) really. Just stop. What, What about taking a nap? What about taking a walk? What about just reading something good and meaningful? And you can keep adding layers, right? Layers. You can add technology. Jeez. Can I have fun without my cell phone? Can I? <laughs> Can I? Something's going to happen. And, you know, exploring into those things. Anything that becomes a desire that you desire too much might be a good idea. If it is not life-giving uh, to, to try, to stop. So it's a day in which we seek to rest and to worship. And I like the, the combination of those two things. It doesn't mean I'm singing psalms all day, but I am looking for the things I'm grateful for. It is the day when I, I think of my gratitude list. I think of my kids growing and all the good things that we have received uh, from God. And that becomes worship, right? And is the day of rest, too. I don't need to rush. I don't need to. We don't need to make a decision. We don't need to make decisions <laughs> today. So Sabbath, it starts by this day, right, that it is there, it just there, okay, seven days, six days, you work, one day you stop. But it's more than that, it becomes a rhythm, that hopefully is a life-giving rhythm. There's a lot of, of to say about rhythms in the spiritual life. But um, I like also how it is portrayed. So this, this rhythm of stopping is like it has its own life, right, and it multiplies. In, it start covering the rest of your week, right? Uh, uh, Sabbath multiplies restfulness and true presence every day of the week as we face the day, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, from a different center. I come from Sabbath to my week. It makes a big difference. I come from Sabbath and eventually... It helps you to thinking that you, I'm going towards Sabbath. So it's a different center. You come from rest and I'm going to rest. So it it, it reminds me of Christ's origin and destination, right? So here I am, Lord Jesus, from, from your rest to your rest. There's a lot of saying that in the book of Hebrews, the resting of the Lord, right? I think that in a way it, it tames <laughs> the desires of the heart when they are unrolled you know you can make a lot of connections between the lack of, of sabbath or the lack of rest the lack of worship the lack of this life-giving rhythm in your life and addiction and compulsivity and, and all the things that we are struggling with we are not only addict, addicted to drugs or 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 work or stuff we're addicted to, to our way of thinking we're addicted to being right we're addicted to 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 be afraid sounds crazy but that is the reality uh, of, of addiction it's a ruled desire that becomes uh, a very bad master so another perspective as resistance right resistance to this uh a rhythm of of the world that that is destroying your soul, <laughs> and I want to say this carefully. I don't think I have to make the enemy, right? Oh my gosh, all oh, this world is is falling apart. I mean, maybe, but uh, um, God is redeeming things. Is redeeming you and me. And, and yes, I keep reading news, and if I keep reading news and I don't stop, guess what? I become afraid, and anxious, and judgmental. And I read and read and read; it never ends the fear. But the stopping of that allows me to resist that movement of fatalistic mind. <laughs> if you want. everything is horrible. It's a very hard place to be. Sabbath is the governor of the speed, right? Uh, I, I don't, I don't need to rush. I go too fast, so far. Have you? When you go too fast, I, I had. Not long ago, actually, two weeks ago, I could not do any kind of stop, topping or, or Sabbath. I, I I work uh, hard during the week, and during the weekend there was a crisis, and well, I have to go and, and go and visit my daughter in New York, and then come back to another hard week. By the weekend, it was hard for me to stop. You know, you are like I don't know. You need detox, <laughs> sorrow, from my young anxiety and. And uh, so, is a governor of speed, allows me to to go far. Sabbath is a gift. That's what I love. You know, it's a gift. It's not a rule. It's not a, the commandment of you don't do Sabbath. And there's a lot of that that you can read also in the Old Testament, of course, and that's the Word of God. So there is a perspective, but I love. Jesus' words, and that's what I close this kind of reminder, Sabbath was made for man. For you. For me. And it was made for you and for me from God, who is a good God and loving God, is a gift. And there's something good that we receive when we receive Sabbath. It is not the opposite, right? It is not that we made for Sabbath, like... Oh my gosh, if I don't fulfill this, I'm gonna die. There's something good and careful to learn about this. So that's uh, a reminder of this, if you want more complex conversation about Sabbath. But I love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you know, what kind of desires, what do you notice about your desires? You know, when you're healthy, what do you notice about your desires when you're not healthy spiritually? How they change? What do you notice, or, or you know, how good are you at stopping? <laughs> That's a kind of a loaded question. I don't know, but some people are really good. You know, and I notice when sometimes I am better spiritually, I'm good at stopping. Different when I'm not. What has been your experience with Saba? What well, can tell us? What would you want to share? So, let's just start, uh, Judith. Let's just start with you today. Well,
1: I'm not good at stopping. Um, but I'm going to be trying. This is I I this dovetails on some other things I'm reading. It's it's very interesting to me how and it's just another puzzle piece saying, oh, maybe you want to pay attention to this because you're getting it from all these different sides. Um so this is this is going to be a challenge. Um I can say that my depression and anxiety are lessened a lot, thank God. Um, seriously, thank God. Um, and I am definitely in a better space, spiritually, better healthy space, Um, So much more content, and I think that's something um, that I can definitely see that when when I'm peaceful, I'm I'm, contentment comes along with that. Um, I'm not striving after things. Um, It it's sad to me how we have how our culture has and advertising and everything that that we're surrounded by just gets us to want more and more and more new more books more for me books um a new car a new place to go a new everything um and i'm not i can i can avoid the the ads um and not worry about that um but i have never i've thought about sabbath i've made the excuse in my mind that well, as a priest, I'm working at least half of half of the day on Sunday. Um certainly that's worship and prayer and that's all good, but it's not the same worship and prayer that I have when I'm by myself. Um So I, I I'd like to I I really want to give this some more thought and see what I can do. Um I don't have any any wonderful wisdom on this because this is just uh, sort of a beginning for
0: me. Yeah. Thank you Judy for um yeah, your your honesty and you, you you touch about something that is beautiful for me to hear in the sense of I relate I relate on ministry. I mean, not not pastor and not I don't have a congregation or anything like that, but lots of involvement in church. So I have to admit that, that one of the things that I realized is that Sunday is not my Sabbath. And, hey, this mm-hmm. is a preference, okay? This is nothing specific. Maybe it's because we have four kids and moving them to church, <laughs> from church, is a lot of work. <laughs> and, you know, we it have is. to wake up early. And Hey, come on, come on, let's go to church. And, and you know, it, it is not restful. It is always, no matter how early we wake up, it is rushed. And um, much more if you serve, right? And, and we're called to serve. And I want to serve. But uh... And another thing that, that you say that is so helpful for me is the difference. You, you, you notice the difference between the prayer and worship that I do in community, in, you know, in, in Sunday in community, which is beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's different, right? To that space that... Takes place in in I don't know in the secrecy of um, my own home, my own restful place. For me, it looks like sitting in the deck, breathing, seeing trees and birds and and you know oh jeez, there's something about that that touches beauty in in a way that um, is just different, right and, I'm aware of imagining that I need both. I I don't see Jesus all the time in the temple singing and offering right. sacrifice. Right. Uh, but we see him also going into these times of solitude and silence, wilderness. Such
1: yeah, I, because I walk a lot, and the, the walking has been just a tremendous blessing in my life. Um and I try to get between five and seven miles a day. And on Sundays, I can't get my first morning walk because I'm getting ready for church. Um, so yesterday I got home from church and it, we we did our Lenten study after church. And I got back here and the snow had melted enough on the sidewalks that it was not slippery. Um, and I went out and I walked for six miles um, just and and that was Sabbath. Um because I was noticing the trees and I was I was talking to God. I I love the fact that students now have earbuds in all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like they're talking to themselves when they're really having a phone call. So now if I'm talking to the trees, nobody thinks I'm crazy. They just think I probably have earbuds in and I'm talking to somebody else. Um so I, I do talk to the trees, or I'll talk to a rabbit or a deer that I see or. I, and maybe you think I'm a little crazy, but that's okay. There are other creatures and and I don't mind being crazy for this. Um, so in that sense, there's a lot of Sabbath I practice every day when I'm out
0: walking. Um, mm.
1: And I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. Such a beautiful thing. And, and the rhythm, right? Imagine your walks. Create that rhythm, you know. You look yeah, forward. Yeah, they do. I, I believe the Sabbath is something that we, if we are not looking forward for it, maybe we need to keep finding true Sabbath for us. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like your walks. Oh, I love walking. All right, you know, oh, this day is perfect for a walk. I imagine. Oh, Sabbath is is coming. You know, uh, it has to become a delight. At least, I imagine that that's God's intention. Giving us Sabbath. That we will find it as a delight. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Julie. Looking forward to to hear more, right? How that Sabbath (laughs) grows in in you, right? How it grows in us. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great. Thank you. Uh, So... What about you? How is Sabbath for you?
2: Well, I I think that the thing that I've been learning the most about lately has been just the whole idea of the state of mind of resting in the Lord. And, and less a particular focus or practice than just that state of mind. Um, you know I when we started this discussion today, I just was reminded of Psalm 27, which is just um, it just strikes my heart 27:4, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Yeah. Um, And for me, that's... I've been growing in that as a state of mind, not a place, but dwelling in His temple just as I go through my life. And keeping my eyes on Him And, you know, I guess what I've been learning about is not denying my desires, being honest about my desires, seeking what I desire from God, and yet resting in Him with those desires. If I'm going, well, my main desire is just to walk with Him, and I can do that, that that, That's not a word, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, I mean, I've been, you know, this, um, this last module of faith walking that Judith and I just completed, module six on missional living, um, has been very good for me, but it started out very stressful. Because it's like, oh, I need to be missional. I need to be more missional. Uh, and then and then I just felt God speaking to me. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you just need to trust me. And that, you know, that's in my hands. And um not 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 to be passive about it, but to just rest in it. And, um, and trust that he will open up what he wants there and he will, he will lead me into what, um, you know, where he's inviting me to partner with him. And I don't need to strive about that Yeah, uh, because if I'm striving, I'm, I'm not resting. Um, and in a way, I heard an interesting teaching just this weekend by Tim Keller uh, about you know when we're putting our desires first, we're that's sort of the opposite of um, living in Christ because we're seeking to meet. I'm seeking to meet my needs. And I can be honest about my needs and ask God about my needs, but that's a different, there's, there's just a different, for me it's a state of mind. What's my state of mind about that? And am I willing to let go of my needs uh, to just to let let the Lord have those Anyway, it's a very—that's just a very restful place for, yeah. to be in that place, and um, and I feel like I'm learning about that and and growing in that. And I mean, I have many years of not practicing that, so it's uh, a <laughs> you know, uh, it, it it does require that I periodically come back to that place and um it's just like when i find myself being triggered by a vow to come back to my positive declaration about that it's a returning which is in a way that in in itself is a rest
0: yeah definitely so yeah it's good yeah so thank you i i like your comment about the Everything can become anxious, right? Like you have to be missional, right? Oh my gosh, I have to be missional. So, you know, I think that is a great picture of of that, you know, because uh, what makes me think is this idea of from Sabbath to Sabbath, right? Hey, from Sabbath to, from rest, you can discover that there is rest. It doesn't eliminate the fact to be missional, the fact that we need to work or anything, but it is a restful approach, right? From God to God. From God because He convicts, yeah, you know, here we are with a purpose and there's a meaning. And but to God, because He also is the one who is saying, well don't don't make it anxious. Don't take it. Don't take it without me. <laughs> right? Don't don't run to the mission uh, career or whatever, right? Activity without me because I am your resting place. And... uh, It
2: certainly just came to me, you know, because I'm just, I'm processing out loud, which is kind of the way I do. But um, it's like using the missional as an example. Yes, God wants me to be missional, but am I seeking to be missional to meet my needs? or to be yeah um to be missional as he calls me to be because if i'm doing it for him what do i to worry about
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: i only worry about it when it's like i realize that oh i'm in a way i'm doing that for me so that i don't feel good about what i'm doing <laughs> yeah fine.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Whereas if it's Lord, I'm doing this for you, and therefore it's yours, and it's in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't and, have. There's nothing to be anxious about about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it touches. I, I I believe that I hear you. So it touches with a desire, right? And and the first desire is is about me. Is is you know kind of false desire. You know, I want to be. Maybe it's afraid or whatever. False self desire. I, I want to feel better myself, or I don't want to be judged, or I want to. But the, the other, the, the other de- desire, it is the same desire to be missional, but it comes from a different center. You know, this is God in you, Christ in me, Christ in you. I want to, and I don't need to produce these things. uh I need to show up. I mean, there is always this tension, but but anxiety is it, not from anxiety to anxiety right like uh talk about paintings right i uh, remember this analogy probably i, I repeated myself Michelangelo and, and picasso right so picasso uh, with with the anxiety of, of i need to be a great painter and the next painting has to be better than the previous one because you know you have to keep up with i don't know fame or whatever and there was a lot of anxiety there's from anxiety to anxiety from anxiety to anxiety, you know? Very harsh, hard way to live. Um, from the, the 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 contrast is, it is for God. It's from God and it is for God. So it is restful because it is not just me who is creating that. I'm participating. I'm flowing into this thing. And I believe that that is one of those perspectives that, you know, the spiritual practices gives you. Sabbath. You know, I I like that. And I'm I'm repeating it to myself, probably, from Sabbath to Sabbath. Right? That's where where I come, Lord. And where I go. Yeah. And I like also, uh, soul, you mentioned this, is is a state of mind. And it's valid. It's a state of mind. I mean, how do you Sabbath, you do Sabbath (coughs) in places where you cannot stop? I believe so. And I also believe if I can, Incarnate that state of mind in my body, in my behavior of that day, is even better, right? Less, uh, less cooking that day, um, asking my kids to to to, you know, finish their chores before Sabbath and kind of you know, is the incarnation of that that creates something too that expands the experience of Sabbath. Wonderful, thank you, Soul. Trish, hmm. how is this for you? It's
3: really it's good for me to sit and and think about and reading this. And I was uh, um, very interested in both uh, Judith's and Soul's responses. Um, one because I'm the, I'm very involved at church, and so Sunday. If I'm while I'm at church, it's not restful. (laughs) It's I've got things to do. And I was especially wondering how Judith is that. And I know that one of my friends who's on full time staff at church, he and his family take Friday as a Sabbath and just to where he lets everybody know "You, you will not be able to reach me unless it is really an emergency because this day is our Sabbath. And um, I think that's great for him because church is literally his workplace, and um, it's not my workplace. It's just that I'm very busy doing things, teaching and serving, and all that on Saturday on Sunday mornings. So I tend to, I do try to tend to um, rest the remainder of the day. Partly it's because I'm worn out and I'm just tired. Um but I was also thinking about how the author of the book talks about Sabbath being for rest and worship and I really liked this one part where he says by worship I don't necessarily mean singing at church um I mean whole life orientation toward God and I love that phrase uh, the whole life orientation toward God and in a lot of ways for me sabbath is about developing a different mindset and previously i've always thought about sabbath as being you know thou shalt not do this and this and this on the sabbath more of a puritanical law keeping type of sabbath um but if it's sabbath if i if i Start looking at it as like these are the things I get to do on Sabbath. Not that I have to do, but I get to rest. I get to just um sit in God's presence and and be with him. And whatever I'm doing, you know, like we were talking, i taking a walk or um going to the park. Um it just, it makes a big difference as to how my my perspective is on the whole day. Yeah. And um, I'm getting better at stopping myself when I start to get caught up in things. I notice, unlike the first question when, you know, how about our desires? Um, my desires align more with Christ when my focus is on him (laughs) and in just being with him sometimes I do get distracted like by ads or that sort of thing but when I'm in a state a state of not good not healthy um, spirituality I'll start looking at material things and then there's that desire for something material you know whether it's an article of clothing or if it's a trip or what have you. And I will have been perfectly content until all of a sudden that gets started stirred up in me. And then it like takes me down a rabbit hole of discontent. Mm. And the more I stay away from I can catch myself on that sometimes. I'll get an email about a sale at one of my favorite stores mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look real quick, you know. And then I start rationalizing as to why I need yet another shirt like the four or five others I already have in my closet, you know. <laughs> and so um a lot of times I'll put it in a cart and then I'll walk away from it and then I just don't go back to it because I'm th- this is silly. I don't need to accumulate more and I don't need to st- I don't need to spend my time looking at that but it is it's um it's a temptation and it's just it catches so easily the lust of the eyes i think is what scripture calls it you know and like you said not sexual but just the things that are beautiful in this earth and beautiful things that are made and all of a sudden starting to entertain the thought that you know that's what it will give me whatever
0: yeah Thank you very much, Trish. I love, uh, you know, how you, you remind us of this connection with the desires. Mm-hmm. You know, my desires are more aligned with God when when I'm healthy spiritually, right? And this is the idea. I want to be healthy spiritually by, by this. And, uh, if not, if there is this little, little by little, this deter. And the, the thought comes to me that it's not about perfection, that, that that is that is the error, right? Of the times of Jesus, the Pharisees, you know, trying to mm-hmm. how many steps can you take? Not because they were healthy, but because they were just more legalistic, right? But um, uh, you know, to 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 the place of, of uh, is not healthy, right? It's not good for you. Right? But uh, when when we Mind and true Sabbath, those desires become aligned. I can I can even trust sometimes that desire. Mm. Right? And not yeah. just to say all desires are bad. When I'm right. healthy spiritually. Yeah.
3: Right, because he created us to have desire for him and exactly. for all that he wants to give to us, which is so much so i do i do find myself praying sometimes it's like lord help help my desires to be in alignment with you um and then a lot of times that takes care of the um things that are really just honestly
0: frivolous you know yes i I notice that is rest right it is not right or wrong so sometimes we To, to fight the, the the wrong desires the flesh you know crucify the flesh right but mm-hmm. it, it is it is the same I'm gonna call it compulsivity right that I have to to do it and and I'm not gonna i gonna change me spiritually by just proving that the desires f- of my flesh no look at how how is this gift spiritually it is rest mm. rest in me yeah. come, come to me you know, I can imagine Jesus saying, Come to me, my son, come, come to me. You know, like I see my kids exhausted and anxious and not knowing what's going on with them. Oh my gosh, everything is such a mess, discontent, right? <laughs> come and just this that you need is, is rest. And um, that's a gift. What a beautiful way to the, the Lord has given us to heal us. Right, by resting in Him, and yeah. uh, I also like what you say. What, what what I I get to do, right? It's not I have to do that. I get to do. Yes, oh, I dream to. Yes. Do. What What do you dream to do? Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you all for for your participation. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I I encourage myself and you. If you're listening. Just wonder what gives you rest, true rest. Seems like a simple question, and there's no right or wrong answer. But what gives you true rest, right? And and what what reflects some rest you receive with from from God, from the Lord, right? And it's, it's a deeper question because sometimes I think that you know if I have um, if I think that my kids are are you know it's so much that would give me rest is working and you know there's something that is ups, upside down there but as, as you wonder what, what gives me rest uh, in this sense you might discover some uh, something that uh, it is a state of mind coming back to the lord it might be silence it might be other practices too but uh it might be translated into a rhythm of activity and that could be a good beginning for you to start thinking of, of Sabbath. So it's a wonderful conversation. I think that uh, th- there are, I just point out, there are some uh, series that we did, I don't know, a year ago about Sabbath. Uh, we went a little, little bit deeper into rhythms of Sabbath. So that's available. For now, let's just um, end with our blessings.
1: Just before we do, I wanted to point out that um, when you had Psalm sixty-two, verse one, um, when I was having trouble sleeping during the um, oh pandemic and depression and all of that, this is the verse I memorized that I would repeat in bed when I needed to fall asleep, and I just would repeat it over and over again. It's become wonderful. it's become my friend. My soul so for God alone; my soul in silence waits. Truly, my hope is in Him.
0: That's 62 verse 6. Amen. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Judy. This is the blessing from number 62426. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. gonna look twice at you until I
1: see the Christ in you
0: till I'm looking through the eyes of love till I'm looking through the eyes